you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to High TV. Hope you guys had a great week. You know, it's always great when we come back to new cannabis, new stories, insights, and information. And if if this is your first episode, I want to tell you personally, welcome to the show. Because as you know, just like our Instagram, Hemp International, you're bound to learn about what's going on in the industry. You're bound to know what's going on in the industry. And you might just learn something about cannabis overall. Maybe you're into CBD. Maybe into cannabis. Either way, we're glad you're here. So let's get started. We're going to talk about the headline, the biggest news story of this week. U.S. cannabis could reach $40 billion by year 2025. Get that straight. $40 billion. Now, if you know anything or if you listen to this podcast, you've heard multiple times. Cannabis industry is generalized about to become a 20 odd billion dollar industry however you got to realize that's how much money is making now or that was the amount it was believed to have made in 2020 which were in 2019 we're not gonna know the numbers of 2019 till next year anyway but the point is it was a prediction similar to this 40 billion prediction that they had way back in 2016 17 18 and they're in the ballpark right if the the goal was saying that cannabis is an 18 billion dollar market and we're here hitting 20 odd billion in 2020 it's set to say that these predictions though are you know based off of analytics and trends because they're in the economics and that's what they're going to forecast as to what's what they do it's still something to give you a picture of what your next move may be in cannabis your understanding of how this industry is going to grow and how are you going to grow along with it it's a 40 billion dollar market And make sure if you do grow within the industry, you're not going to end up like individuals who are selling these poison, sick, lung disease causing, pneumonia causing vaporizer carts because they didn't do their due diligence to investigate the products they're giving their patients. Listen, even if you're a plug, you got to make sure your product is A1. You know, do you think Nike became Nike because they said, all right, well, we're just going to sell a shoe to make a profit so we can, you know, re-up on what we're doing. Nah, man, make sure the products you're selling are quality. At the end of the day, it should be good enough for you to take and for you to feel comfortable enough to take and not just make a sale. With that being said, we're going to go back into where did this information come from? Now, first, we're going to talk about Nielsen, right? What's Nielsen? Nielsen Corporation is a global provider of market research and, and not excuse me, an analysis of media and viewer interaction. It attempts to provide clients with valuable insights to consumer behavior and marketing information. So why was that even mentioned? As you know, Nielsen was known, you know, probably in the past to vote and give ratings on TV shows and tell you how many viewers are listening. And that was their 
that was their main stat they put out that was the most valuable because you would know what TV show is worth what and that's worth millions and millions and potentially even a billion dollars in the multi-billion dollar industry that is the, the entertainment industry. So they're now putting their eyes on cannabis, providing the same amount of analytics and data that can help companies make the best decision, investors, so on and so forth. So when you see this list that's coming up of predicting what 20 states are going to legalize cannabis, just remember, this is coming from a source called BDS Analytics, and it's also information that comes from Nielsen as well. When multiple statistic bodies whose job is to put out statistics that are trusted by Fortune 500 companies, you as a consumer of cannabis, you as an advocate for cannabis legalization should should take these numbers seriously, all right? So, continuing on, according to a team of ArcView Market Research at BDS Analytics, worldwide licensed store cannabis totaled $3.4 billion in 2014. That's 2014. In the year 2014, cannabis amounted to $3.4 billion. Put that in your, in, in your brain. And now in 2019, or 2018, 19, whatever year they're, they're doing this analytics, just four years later, they more than tripled their value to $10.9 billion. And so now they expect that in the 20, in when 2024 or 2025 comes around, we're going to expect 20 states to legalize weed. Now you're saying, all right, a couple of states have already done it. Illinois, California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado. You know, states have already done it. I believe it's five states or six considering Massachusetts. But either way, it's here. But it's different when you have 20 states, almost half of the states we have in the United States legalizing weed. When that happens, the game changes. The availability of it bolsters towards level that you, you thought was big already. Just look at CBD. Before CBD was legalized, it was pretty much popular. People were using it. But now that CBD is legalized, look how many places it is ending up. You can see that Bed Bath & Beyond. You can see it on a shop TV network like QSN or whatever it's called that that uh, shark from Shark Tank is, is on. HSN. So that being said, imagine when cannabis is legalized, how ubiquitous is going to be. How are you going to be surprised that cannabis is just so easily sold everywhere? And that's why these numbers are important. You're like, all right, get, get to the stats already. Well, I gotcha. I gotcha. So first up, the most important state we all know is California. California is home to what? The second largest population, if not the, the, the largest population in the country. And with that being said, that means their cannabis market is going to be largest. California is a top 10 or has a top 10 GDP in the world. If California was a country, it would have the top eight or it would have the uh, eighth highest GDP of all those countries in the world. So keep that in mind. And now California has already been selling cannabis. Now that it's becoming legalized, we're seeing the numbers bolstered. So California with 7.23 billion in projected annual cannabis spending in 2024, is set to make up more than a quarter of United States cannabis sales in one in 2024, predicted. If you have one state 
bringing in a quarter of the country's sales in cannabis? Do you know how monumental that is? Do you know how important it is to integrate your business into California to make sure your brand name is something known in California? Because chances are, if it's known in California, it's going to work across the country. We live in a virtual area, right? So you want to make sure if you're selling your products, you're listening, you're a cannabis person, you're a CBD person, you're a hemp person, just know California cannabis market is the largest and will be the most open to any cannabinoid or any cannabis-based product. Even if it's hemp jewelry or anything hemp, like the hemp wood we mentioned in a couple episodes ago, where you can walk out in cannabis, literally have floors made out of hemp. And now they're making chairs and furniture. It's crazy. So even if your product I'm saying is not something to get someone high, you can go to California and enjoy that large, large market and predicted to be one fourth of all cannabis sales, including hemp, CBD, everything in 2024. Anyway, continuing on. Nevada, as you know, Nevada has legalized cannabis and they've even opened up something called a Planet 13, which is like a weed museum, if you will. So it's not even supposed to be a museum in their in their eyes, which they do show off things that relate to cannabis culture. They want you to use cannabis while being in there. They want you to have your experience and enjoy your high and while you're walking through this. You know, it's almost like when you have those places that are uh Instagram museums where you go there for the purpose of taking pictures in the ball pit or whatever the hell it is sitting on the ice cream swing whatever it is like here in Miami you have something called like what unicorn museum and it's just all about having Instagramable stuff for your social media so back to what we're saying we're in a virtual world you can market your cannabis online become a popular brand reach who you got to reach through influencers and still uh, take part in cannabis market so anyway, Nevada is a great state for legalization. As you know, it's the place where people go to gamble. People go there to get married, shotgun marriages. People go to Vegas to have fun. And if you're going to associate anything with fun, I think weed is number one. Honestly. Anytime you want to have fun, chances are you want to bring some weed along, right? Because you want to make it that much better. You want to enjoy it that much more, you know? Even if it's something where it's like you're looking at art, you want to enjoy the art so much more through a state of consciousness that is more creative, that is more enjoyable. That's just what cannabis is overall. So shout out to California, obviously being number one. Nevada is something that is that was number two on this list that I read this from. And number three surprised me. Now, I told you Florida was a large market. I told you Florida had a top three population in the state. And I knew that there would be a pretty, pretty substantial part of the cannabis market. But the fact that this BDS analytic report says that, Cal- uh, that uh, Florida will make up most of the medical marijuana sales in the country and they don't even predict florida will legalize sorry about that become 2024 and it makes sense you know california i mean excuse me florida is the opposite of california very conservative that's why republicans love to come here because they're going to get lots of delegate votes or uh, electoral college votes when they need it but politics aside since someone someone in my comments wants to mention me about politics because of trump's picture was in the post anyway man Florida is set to become a big, big player in this industry. And here's why. 67% of Floridians would support recreational legalization and amendment. And without recreational weed, Florida looks to be well on its way to becoming one of the largest marijuana markets in the United States with medical alone. And you got to think about it. Who is the largest population in Florida? 
One, of course, it's the older generation who is retired and they moved there to enjoy their life in the sun, their last few years in paradise, as the American dream would state. And two, it's tourists. Tourists flying to Florida so often that having cannabis available and especially having it as a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A state that allows you to use your medical marijuana card from outside states, that will boost sales even further. And that's more people getting the cannabis that they need. So not only are you helping the, 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 the cannabis user, you're also helping Florida the state gain taxes, which actually I take that back. The taxes are on the businesses, not on the sale. But either way, they're making taxes. And now you're you know in a market that can be much more easily to predict, right? California is much more diverse when I think when it comes to Florida outside of South Florida, which is like its own little country island. But generally, you can predict what they would like marketing wise as a demographic in Florida. But anyway, that's probably too deep in the intro. But the point is that uh, with that Florida is pegged for one point nine billion in medical marijuana sales in 2024 that's two billion in only medical could you imagine what happens in florida when it goes recreational you just pulling you just going to the beach and there's like a fog and you know you know you go to florida and there's different parts of the beach right there's a part of the beach where everyone is just naked and that's just what they do down there it's a naked beach you have the other part of the beach where it's probably college kids their music is playing you got the little you know beats pill out loud annoying somebody who came to their family like yo dude you're in the wrong part of the beach then you have probably the old people beach with all the old people from florida who was popping on the beach you know what i'm saying way back in the day in the, in the 80s when he was cocaine miami you know it was crazy crazy times people were partying in the streets those old people they'll be chilling on that side of the beach so what i'm saying is there's going to be something for everybody right lost my point that shit always happens man i swear when you be uh puffing on a joint before uh, a podcast that kind of will tend to happen but the point is that florida is going to be a large large market in the cannabis industry and you're going to see a kind of a structural change i'm trying to add some structure to the podcast to see if you enjoy that better instead of a ramble instead of a, just listening to someone talk for an hour you know i'm sure some of you just may enjoy the sound of my voice so i've gotten i've heard that one one or two times or some of you just really enjoy the information and so if the majority of you enjoy the information, it's not really about hearing my voice, then my goal is to provide you the information in a much clearer way, except for forgetting what I was talking about, of course. <laughs> so uh, here's the article on the $40 billion market. It kind of gave you insight. Oh, the 20 states. The 20 states list is very long. You can imagine the states are going to be in there. You know, the states that already have some type of medical uh, or any type of cannabis litigation that allows medical marijuana, chances are they're going to legalize recreational by 2024. Because once you get a taste of those cannabis taxes, politicians are thirsty. They want more of that. You know, they're the Tyrone Bigums, you know, not chasing profits, but they're chasing taxes. Oh, this candidate generated a lot of money for us this this uh, election. We're going to have to vote him back in there. We we uh, we need this guy. Have you seen the taxes? I mean, they're to the ceiling. Taxes to the ceiling. Anyway, the article is in 2018, the sector estimated at $8 billion, right? That was in 2018. The estimate includes both recreational and medicinal sales along with hemp-derived revenues. Now, in their Brace for Impact report, the analysis from the notes that cannabis flowers sold in dispensaries fell 77%. Now, that 77% share in 2014 rose to 48%, or excuse me, lower to 48% this year. Let me say that one more time. 
in the analytics report that I mentioned, and this one is uh, Nielsen and not BDS Analytics, in their Brace for Impact report, the analysis from the notes that cannabis flowers sold in dispensaries fell 77% a share to 48% a share this year. That's commanding a majority <laughs> of, 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 I mean, it's, it says it itself. It's like having 75% of a pie. And then now your pie is less than half. You gonna be something's going on here. And here's what's happening. What's happening, as we mentioned, is vape pens are rising in popularity. Rising. And here's furthermore about the, about their, uh, their their uh, stats and their record keeping. 2014 measure of legal cannabis sales in Colorado and Washington found that just four percent of cannabis sales in these states were vape pens. Four percent. It was 9% were edibles and 10% were other formats, you know? In 2018, vape pen sales in Colorado, Washington, Nevada, and California, that's vape pen sales in all these states, Colorado, Washington, Nevada, and California, comprised of from 4% in the beginning to 19%, nearly 20% of sales now. Edibles, 11%. And other formats rose to 20%. Isn't it amazing? You had 10% of other formats. That's probably mints and unique ways to take, you know, THC like patches or pills or, you know, multiple different things. Lotions, lip balms, all those creative weed ideas. So that was 10% of the market. Now it's 22. That's not, you know, stats from 2024. This is not bringing back to the forefront of 2018 stats. Okay? So let me say those stats one more time. A 2014 measure of legal cannabis sales in Colorado and Washington found that 4% of cannabis sales in those states were vape pens. 9% were edibles and 10% were quote-unquote other formats. Now fast forward four years later, you graduated, you got your cap on, and now you got slapped in the face by Sally Mae because you owe some loans. Four years later, in 2018, vape pen sales in Colorado, Washington, Nevada, and California comprised of 19% of sales. Edible sales represented 11% of the markets. And the other formats, remember the little 10%? That's now 22, right? Vape pens rose 10%. And the same can be said about 12% for the other categories. Keep that in mind. Now, the agency also found that legalized cannabis would leak would likely have an impact on other, quote unquote, sin industries, quote unquote, vice industries. We can all predict which industry <coughs> kind of uh, tobacco and why you have all these bans and hysteria on cannabis vapes. Only ways that you're realizing that the action that humans that they found love that is taking a cylindrical device, holding up to, you know, your uh, mouth breathing in and then breathing out is an action that humans love to take a part of and are eager to do so when you see something like vape pape, vape papes too late for the podcast i swear when you see vape pens come in now it's replacing what cigarettes were for millions and millions and millions of people that is a threat to the tobacco industry it's deeper than just oh let's do different marketing it's understanding the behavioral uh action that is happening that's causing your economic thrive and now that you've seen them thrive, I just read a story that Altria is coming out with a herbal tobacco vape. And guess what? Guess what? They got FDA approval. So you mean to tell me in the midst of all of this vape hysteria, people are afraid of vaping any type of cannabis, any type of nicotine, whatever, because you're just afraid. 
Altria gets an okay from the FDA. Who is still currently investigating this whole, you know, cannabis thing? And goes ahead and allows them to have a uh, dry vape for tobacco. That whole hysteria thing was a rollout. It was their call to take back users who may have been, you know, social media inclined, millennial, would like to smoke jewel than rather taking a cigarette. Go ahead and say they might try to herbal tobacco vaporizer. Listen, I hope they fail, man, honestly, but I can't say that because that could be a potential issue. But anyway, as I was saying, cannabis can have a huge effect on sin industries with 41% of the survey respondents who use cannabis saying that they would try using cannabis to quit smoking tobacco. 41% of cannabis users who use it or have smoked are saying that they will use weed instead. Of course they would. It's more fun. Now, one in five are saying that they would spend less on in-store bought beer. That's alcohol industry. You're knocking on the other giant's door, okay? You're knocking on his shin. He's getting uncomfortable. He was letting you knock. He was letting you scratch and claw and gnaw. It felt like a tickle, but now it looks like the cannabis industry's gotten stronger. They're a bit taller. So a hit coming from the industry now, that's a detrimental blow that you want to, quote-unquote, his rumor mill, start this hysteria with the cannabis vape market. And now with beer, one in five people are saying that they would choose cannabis over beer. Another 35% said, said that they will forego the counter pain relievers in favor of cannabis. You got the three-headed henchman. You got the, like, remember the three-headed dog from Harry Potter? That's what's going on now. That's, that, that's what's going on now, okay? Cannabis industry is scratching and gnawing on the pharmaceutical industry who says that 35% of patients who take cannabis medicinally stick to cannabis and ditch away with, you know, over-the-counter drugs or prescribed drugs. Next, you have one in five people say that they would rather drink, excuse me, they would rather smoke than drink to enjoy themselves. And imagine you going to the bar now and just having a joint roll and be able to just smoke one and chill. You don't even need multiple beers. Like how you need multiple beers to stay inebriated. You smoke that joint, you're good for a couple of hours, especially for some of that good stuff. And most importantly, we have a 41% chance that a user that smokes cannabis and smokes cigarettes would go ahead and switch to cannabis. That's all I'm saying. In other news, we have Cannabis Banking Act set to vote next week. As you know, in our last episodes, we mentioned what the Cannabis Safe Act was. If you want to learn more about that, just check in in the past episodes. You'll see in the title. Long story less long. The government wants to help out these businesses who are legal cannabis businesses or CBD, whatever, to be allowed to, as you know, use their banking services to store their money and keep their money safe. Instead of having to use, you know, armored trucks and some having to use cryptocurrency that they can't track, the government would much rather have something like this. And it's better to have your weed taxable that way as well. You got to think, what does a bank really do? The bank doesn't just hold your money for you as a favor. It makes money by taking the money you give them, investing it, making a profit, and then giving you the money that they gave you anyway. You know? But rant aside, rant aside, I think this vote is monumental. Okay, I think this vote has the ability to allow more cannabis businesses to seem more more professional to not have to worry about having to keep their money in a damn sofa to keep it safe that's just not smart so shout out to uh the never shot the politicians but the politicians are at least trying to implement a act 
clearly I'm falling asleep. Like it's two o'clock in the morning. I apologize. I like to do the podcast late because normally it gives me some weird creative energy to go ahead and like be animated when I'm doing the podcast. Where normally during the day I'm so relaxed and chill. It's not really my vibe. But if you're listening to audio and audio only, you need that type of that excitement. And so that's what I'm gonna try and wake up and sit up and do. Okay. So all right, I'm, I'm gonna be serious right now, right? So the takeaway is that reform would open up the cannabis industry to a plethora of bank financing options. The operators and expansion appears closer than reality. Although the Republican-controlled Senate still could prove a high hurdle. And this is for the Cannabis Safe Banking Act. And there's also other hurdles that they may face to getting it passed. We all think that, yo, it's a done deal. The, the government's making taxes on weed, of course you're gonna allow banking because now that they can make money off of weed. Another possible glitch is that the number of civil rights groups went want to delay votes on cannabis banking measure until more comprehensive reforms addressing criminal and social justice issues are considered. Now that's noble and I respect it. And honestly, I would kind of fall to their towards their side. Because you know the big issue in cannabis is that minorities who are targeted the most during its illegal time in America don't really have the presence in the legal market, which kind of is counterintuitive and really uh neglectful of of and and lack of self awareness of what actions that they have transpired we have to go into it again we already know right there's there's more than most of the majority of the country looks the type of way however they're less than half of the arrests of people who only make up 13 percent of the country makes sense but uh but yeah that's that's the takeaway about cannabis banks i really hope that cannabis banks really get passed even though they have hurdles such as people not wanting to vote to pass because the voting the wordings aren't correct you also have those people like i just mentioned the three-headed dog from harry potter in the, in the chamber of secrets they're guarding it they, they're guarding their, their their fortune they're guarding their market share they're guarding their customers and that's how they're doing it is by implementing you know corporate level stuff so here's an update the vape toll now extends to 530 people who are sickened by vaporizers. They're calling it the vaping illness epidemic. We already mentioned in the last podcast how when mice were vaping, not even nicotine, just vaping, there's immune cells in your lungs became weaker. And now that makes you more susceptible to lung diseases such as pneumonia or any other disease that may advance due to, you know, cleanliness negligence. So uh, praise goes out to the people who are all affected by the vaping illness. I know I am one who smokes jewel relentlessly, so I'm feeling fearful now. And there's even information saying that there's a certain chemical found in mint and menthol that is causing carcinogens to form in mice as well. I know you guys don't take mice studies seriously, you know, because you are all kind of conspiracy theorists if you smoke kind of if you smoke weed, you think outside the box. But with that being said, the reason why that is is because listen, hold on. Anyway, the reason why that is, is that, you know, when it comes to, uh, always lose my point, man. Okay, we are back. Now, there's a chemical that was found in menthol and mint that can cause carcinogenic developments in mice. And so what they're saying is that there's an oil found in mint, right? And of course, when it's processed into these smokeless tobacco products like vaporizers, they exist in higher concentrations, right? Because chances are, if you're an avid vapor, you're a person that kind of vapes the uh, the big tank and you you refill and create your own, a lot of those chemicals are in there. And it's very detrimental. And I know it's not cannabis, but it's something you guys should know. 
that they are finding signs of liver damage and signs of lung damage from individuals not individuals but mice who were ingested high amounts of this product which would be the mint or cool mint versions of e-cig flavors which is probably the e-cig flavor that i use the most let's be honest everything else kind of tastes bad and when they kind of got rid of the flavorful jewels you kind of you know just gravitated back to cool mint so just just so you guys know they're all finding harmful chemicals in the mint they're talking about including mint into the uh, or menthol including into the ban the federal ban on e-cigarettes and the reason being is that uh it's not illegal because it's not considered considered fruit it's not considered intoxicating the kids it's just something that naturally has been found in the tobacco not in tobacco products for a long time so mint and tobacco or uh, Virginia, whatever it's called, Virginia Tobacco is here to stay. So anyway, it's a quick podcast. I want to give you guys the news really quick. As you know, I'm recording this podcast very late, and I want to give you guys bad quality, but rest assured, we'll come soon with more content. You know, it's a slow week. Not every episode has to be an hour. Um, and listen, make sure when you start your Monday, you're starting your Monday off with a purpose, okay? You're starting your Monday off positive, and you're making sure that you're going to see yourself to have not only a good day, but a good week and to have a good week and a good day it starts by having good moments good moments throughout the day and you you know you can only have good moments once that mindset allows those good moments to be attracted to you or you attract it long story short hi fam i want you guys to have a great week stay positive you know and stay up to date on what's going on in the cannabis industry feel free to share this podcast with anybody who you think may like it and go ahead and rate us five stars on apple i would really appreciate it and uh, always, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. I know we might, we might pop up or you might Google us or are here from the Instagram link in our bio. If you're a new time listener, you can expect Canvas News now to keep you informed. If you're a new time listener, you can expect High TV to entertain you while you might be learning something. Today, the energy is in there because it's been a long, long day. Rest assured, you want to enjoy yourself. And we, all we want to do here at Hamilton National is make sure you stay high. Corny as hell. Listen, that has been today's show. We hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV.